Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. In this segment, we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Michael Miller. He's joining us to talk about some new data from the Reduce It study, which were presented at a late-breaking scientific session at the ESC Congress on Vesipa in patients with cardiovascular disease and in another study with patients who smoke. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dr. Miller, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you very much, Neil. Great to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and about where you're practicing in your area of expertise. Sure, Neil. So I am currently the chief of medicine at the Corporal Michael J. Crescent VA Medical Center in Philadelphia and vice chair of medicine at the University of Pennsylvania. It's actually vice chair of medicine at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia. Prior to that, I had been at the University of Maryland uh, as a professor of cardiovascular medicine uh, for 30 years. So I just moved. We moved from from Baltimore to uh, uh, the beautiful city of Philadelphia. As a researcher, what is your major area of interest? Yeah, Neil. So so over the course of the last several decades, I've had a longstanding interest in uh, cholesterol and triglycerides, lipid metabolism, um, risk factors for heart disease as well as non-traditional risk factors. So kind of the gamut, the idea is if you think about heart disease, it's not only about diet, it's not only about activity, but it's also about the risk factors that we have some control over uh, and that, of course, uh, even encompasses stress. So by and large, um, uh, over my career, I've had a Uh, a wide range of interests, but all related to reducing heart disease. What is VESIPA? The word is actually derived, if you take part of that word, it's V-A-S-C, that's short for vascular, and the last is E-P-A, which is, of course, icospentanoic acid. So (laughs) VESIPA is vascular E-P-A, and it's a very highly purified omega-3 fatty acid, which is E-P-A. Uh, that we just can't get uh, from just eating food because it is it is uh, uh, so highly purified. So who is a candidate to be prescribed this uh, compound and how is it actually used? Yeah, so you know, Neil, uh, uh, the, the, this compound has been available for approximately 10 years. It was originally indicated for people with very high level of the blood fats or triglycerides. And then uh, more recently, it's been approved for patients who, re- who meet the criteria of the REDUCE IT study. And um, I-, I guess uh, I can tell you a little bit about REDUCE IT if you'd like to hear that. Absolutely. I, d- I do understand that that was the particular trial that led to VASIPA's approval. Is that correct? Well, uh, it- it's an uh, extension of an indication because it-, okay. it had been approved for for very high for high triglycerides so triglycerides uh, of about uh, or greater than 500 but the more recent indication is for triglycerides much lower somewhere you know depending on um, a 135 uh, to 150 range all the way up to 500 and and the basic premise of the study was to look at patients who had a history of, of triglycerides of at least 135 but generally somewhere above 150 to 500 and had either a history of heart disease or diabetes and at least one risk factor for heart disease. And the, and half the uh, patients in the study 
uh, received uh, this uh, medication, uh, also known as icospendethyl or IPE, which is kind of the, the name for uh, Vesepa, and half the patients received placebo. And the bottom line of the study was that even in patients taking standard of care medications like statins, those individuals receiving this medication on top of the statin reduced their risk of cardiovascular events by 25%, so a very dramatic effect. Uh, and to this day, is the most robust effect on top of a statin that we've seen compared to other therapies. The REDUCE-IT trial, was it a, a two-pronged trial or was there an, a separate trial for patients who were smokers? Yeah, so uh, basically what we have done is uh, after the original study was reported out in the New England Journal of Medicine uh, in January of 2019, there have been additional sub-studies that have looked at a couple of uh, various groups. So most recently at the European Society of Cardiology in Barcelona last month, uh, there were two studies that were presented, one by my colleague uh, and good friend, Dr. Deepak Bhatt, who showed that patients in this reduced study, um, who uh, th that there was a significant lowering of the risk of an ST elevation MI or a large or a heart attack. An ST elevation MI or STEMI, uh, as it is often referred to, is a complete blockage in a major coronary vessel. Mm. And it is, um, uh, you know, if this is not treated quickly and effectively, then patients could have uh, major uh, complications, including cardiac death. And so in this analysis, uh, the use of Vesepa or IPE lowered the likelihood of a STEMI by 40%. And another subgroup analysis uh, that uh, I presented, we looked at uh, smokers in this subgroup, and not only were those uh, patients who were either current smokers or former smokers, not only did they benefit with the use of uh, Vesepa or, again, IPE, but this effect was quite dramatic in, in that the reduction uh, associated with cardiovascular risk was brought down to the level of a non-smoker. So in other words, treatment with this compound attenuated or even um, obliterated the excess risk attributable to cigarette smoking. Because we've all heard about uh, just because you stop smoking doesn't mean that those problems associated with smoking go away. Uh, there's always been that that under waiting for that second shoe to drop, as it were. But now we have something that is effective in people who have, say, stopped smoking five, six years ago, uh, who still may be experiencing some problems due to that smoking in, in Vesepa. Yeah, you know, Neil, that's exactly right. And and the important uh, I think the added bonus here is that if you are a smoker, if you've quit, you're still, at, as you point out, at increased risk. And there are not too many things that lower that risk. We know statins do. We know that aspirin does. But in this particular study, those patients were already taking statins and aspirin. So above and beyond that, the use of the CEPO or acospendethyl uh, really reduced that risk, even in those patients being protected uh, 
by being a smoker, but being protected because they were already taking these other medications. What advice would you give fellow cardiologists based on the, the findings from these two studies that we've discussed this morning? Well, I think there, there's now ample proof. So it's not only this reduced trial is now on top of other studies that have come out in recent years, uh, including those using this same medication uh, or purified EPA that have now uh, taught us as cardiologists or even general practitioners that uh, because risk of, of not only the first heart attack but recurrent heart disease in those at high risk, uh, including those that start off with a high triglyceride, um, really can be improved upon with the use of this medication. We certainly would make the recommendation, uh, as a number of medical organizations have already, to consider this therapy in those patients who would fulfill reducer criteria. Again, they're starting out with some degree of elevated triglycerides. They either have established heart disease or they have diabetes and, and at least one other risk factor. Uh, and so as a cardiologist, I would recommend consideration of uh, use of that therapy, especially in, in, in that group of high-risk patients. Michael, give us a website where our listeners can learn more. Uh, I have a website, uh, www.drmichaelmiller.org, that goes into not only the importance of this medication, but other ways to reduce your risk of heart disease. Thank you so much for uh, lending us some of your time this morning, doctor. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I'm hoping that you'll return for another conversation. Thank you, Neil. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Michael Miller. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.